Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Good morning and welcome back to the Resilient Podcast. I know I took a week off last week. Um, It was kind of crazy. We had so many things happen over the past week and I won't go into my whole life for you uh, to start. But um, yeah, we were teaching for the last couple weeks at our our training program here uh, in the ministry at the mission space we're part of. So a lot of our time was focused in teaching for that. And so I just did not have time to get podcast stuff together um, was the main reason. Um, But yeah, also just even over the past weekend, my husband's grandpa passed away and it was really sad for us. Um, He was such a leader in our family, in the Mossman side of my family. He was uh, such a man of God. He led so many people to the Lord. Towards the end of his life, um, his daughter posted something just asking people like, what what, how did he impact your life? Like, how will you remember him? And so many people said that he was such a huge part of either their Christian walk or that he led them to the Lord. And we got to see that as he walked out his life, he was always uh, bringing Jesus with him, bringing him to other people and letting them experience who God was. And that just impacted my husband and I so much. Um, but he just also was so loving and kind and, um, yeah, just loved his family really well. I remember when he first met our daughter, Esther, since we live in Canada and he lives in the States. So it's a far away. Um, the first time that we brought her home and he met her, he crawled down on the floor with her and just played with her. And, um, yeah, he, he was an older man. And so it just was such a blessing to my heart to see him express love. And he always loved us all so well. So we've been mourning that for sure. And so that's been a part of this process of the past week too. Um, but I wanted to, um, yeah, just get back on here and share with you guys some new stuff um, that God has been, yeah, awakening my heart to and just uh, something I think is really important for the body of Christ. And um, yeah, I think he'd be really, well, I know he was really proud of the ministry that we did too and how we want other people to know about Jesus. And so I know he'd be proud of the way that we continue to walk that out. And it's a piece of carry on, carrying on. Grandpa Mossman's legacy is just teaching other people how to share Jesus or how to know him for themselves and grow in their walk with him. So I feel blessed to have been a part of his family and to uh, get to carry on a piece of that legacy. Um, But yeah, so this morning we're going to be talking about uh, the fruits and gifts of the Spirit. Um, So this is going to be a two-part series. This week will be part one and next week will be part two um, because there's a lot to unpack in the fruit and then in the gifts of the spirit. And I think both of those are, um, well, I would say more so the gifts of the spirit are a little more controversial as believers or just even confusing for those of us uh, who have never had teaching in it. I know for most of my life, I didn't have much teaching on the gifts of the spirit. So I knew kind of about them, but I didn't know they were like how they were accessible or how they worked or what they meant. I just, I had read about them obviously in the New Testament, but that was it. 
And then um, the fruit of the spirit, I think we get taught about a little younger and it's a little easier for us to palate or like to consume, like consume or understand. Um, so yeah, I just want to give space to actually break down what those are, how they're different, how they're both so important to our lives. And so to start, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit first, because the gifts and the fruits. Um, so like I said before, this episode's about the fruit, but both the, the fruit and the gifts are both connected to the Holy Spirit because it's the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. And so it's so important that we know who is the Spirit. Like, what is the Holy Spirit? And I think a lot of times we ask, what is the Holy Spirit? When actually we should be asking, who is the Holy Spirit? Because God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I think it's easier for us to understand God as a Father, God as the Son, as people. But the Holy Spirit is very much more out there. It's harder for us to comprehend that he, like him as a person. And yet the Bible talks about him as a person and he's represented to us as a person, not as just like an ethereal thought or like, a, yeah, like a good feeling or, or just like a movement. No, the Holy Spirit is a person just like the father and the son are in the triune God as well. And so there's this amazing quote I want to read you by A.W. Tozer. I love this quote. I've heard it many times throughout my life and it helped me really grasp like, oh, the Holy Spirit is a person. Um, but it's all throughout the Bible as well. This just helps paint the picture. Um, so it says this, spell this out in capital letters. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not enthusiasm. He is not courage. He is not energy. He is not the personification of all good qualities, like Jack Frost is the personification of good cold or sorry, of cold weather. Actually, the Holy Spirit is not the personification of anything. He has individuality. He is one being and not another. He has will and intelligence. He has hearing. He has knowledge and sympathy and ability to love and see and think. He can hear, speak, desire, grieve, and rejoice. He is a person. And so throughout the the Bible, um, it talks about the Holy Spirit as like our comforter, our teacher, uh, someone who is going to dwell with us. And um, But even when Jesus leaves, he says, it's good that I'm going away because I'm actually leaving you with the Holy Spirit. And it's very clear throughout the whole New Testament. And if you really jump into different um, Bible verses that address or talk about the Holy Spirit, it's very clear that he is a person. And I would encourage you, if you've never seen that, to go into the Bible, even go onto Google and Google like verses about the Holy Spirit or something along those lines. And if that comes, like when that comes up, you're going to be probably there's lists I'm sure of verses that talk about the Holy Spirit. Get familiar with who he is. Like go find where it talks about the Holy Spirit. And it's primarily in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament um he's brought up, he's mentioned as the Spirit of God. Um there's other names for him too. Um I just can't think of them off the top of my head, but for sure he's mentioned in the Old Testament. So the Holy Spirit has been there since the beginning just as um I, like just as God the Father has and Jesus. They've all been there since the beginning. Um, but yeah, he he really starts to manifest himself 
and we get to experience him starting in the New Testament more. Um, or I guess there's more language talking about the Holy Spirit because they do experience him in the in the Old Testament too. Um, but I would encourage you to go and look at who he is throughout the whole Bible and how he acts and what he does to get more familiar. And maybe another time I'll even do a teaching just specifically on who the Holy Spirit is um, or a podcast episode on that because uh, we can totally unpack who the Holy Spirit is, how he moves, and so much just about him. Um, but it's very clear that we are supposed to walk with the Holy Spirit. We're, he is supposed to be part of our lives. I think it's easy to skip over him. I remember when I was a teenager, I read the book Forgotten God by Francis Chan, and I would encourage you to read it if you have never, uh, or if you're not familiar with the Holy Spirit, or if you've never read it, I would encourage you to read it because he talks about how as the body of Christ, as the church, we have really forgotten the Holy Spirit. It's easier for us to comprehend the Father and the Son, and so we've kind of left out the Holy Spirit because he makes us uncomfortable. We don't know how to make sense of who he is, and so we've just kind of neglected him. And it, God never intended it for, for it to be that way. Jesus literally said, it's better that I go away because another one is coming to you that is even greater than I am. And uh, even you can tell in his language there, he's talking about um, the Holy Spirit as a person. Another one is coming that is greater than I am. So so that is going to be more useful to us, that is going to be more valuable to us than having even Jesus in our midst will be the fact that we get access to the Holy Spirit. And that's a crazy concept. I remember I used to think um, like, wow, they those people, they got to walk and talk with Jesus. That's so incredible. And that is incredible. But I think we forget. And even I think about the whole the Old Testament when, when God would appear uh, through a burning bush or through different manifestations in the Old Testament. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they got that manifestation of God. And yet Jesus made it very clear that the Holy Spirit like we actually get to have him. He gets to dwell within us and we have that and no other believers until Jesus came, no other believers got access to God in that way. And so we are so lucky uh, or just like not lucky, but like we're so blessed to walk out our life with the Holy Spirit, with God dwelling within us and leading us and showing us what to do. So let's not forget the value of the Holy Spirit who God uh, has left with us and allowed us to walk so closely with him in that way. Um, so yeah, like I said, he's three persons, um, yet a triune God, one God, three persons, and the Holy Spirit lives in us. Um, and God wants to know us. He wants to really know us. And I've said that in many different episodes, but also he wants us to know him, but not just in a knowing in our head, but also in like experience. God wants us to experience who he is as a father, as a son, as the Holy Spirit. And so I believe God left us the Holy Spirit because I would say, if you look at the Bible, the Holy Spirit is very much the experiential side of of God. We get to experience so much with the Holy Spirit. That's why the fruit of the Spirit, that's a lot of experiential stuff. So is the gifts. The gifts of the Spirit, which I'll get into in the next episode, um, is so experiential in our walk with God. And so I, I really see the Holy Spirit um, allowing us to experience God and not just know about Him, not just know 
of him, not just like have an understanding in our mind, but to actually experience through like manifestations, but just to walk out life with God. Um, the Holy Spirit is a huge piece of that. Um, and that's how we get to intimately know him. And it's such a powerful experience. Um, but something else that's important, uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to read you the, the fruit of the spirit because we're going to talk about that today and then we'll get into what that means, uh, what they are. Um, but it's Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And I'm sure you have heard this before. Um, like if you grew up in church at all or have any experience with church or have been a Christian for a while, you've probably heard this verse. So I beg you not to tune out, but to actually tune your mind in and focus in on what these are. Um, so the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then it goes on, obviously, and says like, and against the, these things, there's no law, um, or it continues on. But that's the 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 gist is that verse. And something before we get into the gifts and the, or sorry, the fruit and the gifts, which we'll get into next time. But before I break down the two different um, categories of life in the spirit, um, I want to just explain that it's so important that we have balanced lives. I think a lot of times as Christians and what I've seen um, it, in the body of Christ really is like two ends of the spectrum. You see the conservative side of Christianity. And I want to just also share, like I came from more conservative background where my family was always open to the gifts, but we, I didn't have a lot of teaching around the gifts. And so I can't, I grew up in more conservative church where it just wasn't talked about. And then I went and I we attended over like some of my life, like in my teens, um, here and there we would attend charismatic churches. So I would see different manifestations, but then also, um, when I went to college, I went to North central university, which is a Pentecostal, uh, assemblies of God, Christian university. And that's where I really began to experience the gifts, um, more. And, um, I really got awakened to that, but I didn't have a ton of teaching around it. So I began to experience it, but there wasn't a lot of practical teaching as of like, why do we operate in the gifts? What does the Bible actually say about the gifts? How do I operate? If I practically want to operate in the gifts, what does that look like? So it very much was, it didn't seem attainable to me, but I believed it was real for the first time I was really seeing this to be real. And then it was actually when I took my my discipleship training school with YWAM, uh, I took the pursuit internship and in, here in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, uh, where we have been since then. <laughs> but that's where I actually got teaching around these things, around the gifts of the spirit. And it was so helpful because it was practical teaching and it was so eye-opening to understanding God and understanding like how, what is my part in the, in the fruit and the gifts and all of that. And what does that look like? And what does the Bible say about it? But I say all that to explain, like, that's my experience. So I've kind of seen both ends of the spectrum, but I've seen not just in my own experience, but just as I, I look at the body of Christ, you kind of see uh, the conservative church, which really does not talk a whole lot about the gifts or is not active in them, um, or even is against them and doesn't believe that they are real for today. But then you also see the charismatic side, which is very, I would say, extreme on the other end of the spectrum, which would be that we uh, we see 
the charismatic side can operate in the gifts extremely um, and sometimes deviate away from like the Bible in that and sometimes deviate away from God in the gifts and, and really seek the manifestations as opposed to God and his presence and who he is. And I, I say that in love in both ends of that spectrum, because I believe God actually wants us to meet in the middle and find balance. I believe that's what he wants for the body of Christ. I believe that's the healthiest way to walk out our Christian faith is to walk out in balance. And, um, we want to pursue a life of the spirit that includes both the gifts and the fruit of the spirit. And what I have seen too, is that the fruit of the spirit, a lot of times, uh, the fruit actually represents character as Christians. We can see someone operating in the gifts of the spirit in powerful ways, whether that be someone who's very prophetic or someone who can heal you know, has like, is able to pray for someone and see them healed. And like, we see people operate in that. And we think of that as spiritual maturity or character. Um, but I think we're very misguided in, in looking at that, those manifestations uh, of the gifts of the spirit as character or spiritual maturity. I actually think the fruit of the spirit is a better display of spiritual maturity because the difference between the two is that the fruit of the spirit you pursue you pursue a life of the spirit and you walk in in character and you pursue like if you think about it, it's love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control these things are character traits that you can display and so it actually you can't be spiritually immature or living in sin and these things bearing fruit in your life. Like they won't, it just won't happen. Like, it doesn't mean that like I, I can bear these things in my life and still have measures of sin in my life, but sin will actually quench the fruit of the spirit because there are character traits that are exemplified through our walk with God and through how we spend time with him and we become more like him. So it's the idea that you become what you behold. So what I become, I become like what I'm looking at, what I'm spending time thinking about. Like, so as purity exists in my life and as I operate in purity and I operate in holiness and I walk out this relationship that is so connected to God, what you start to see is that the fruit of the spirit start to bloom or bud in my life. Whereas the gifts of the spirit are given without repentance. The gifts are just God allowing us to operate in those things regardless of the sin in our life. And so they're very much displayed differently. And so sin does not often quench the gifts because God even says in the Bible, I, he gives the gifts without repentance because that is going to impact someone else's life. And so through the gifts, um, we can have, we can we can bless other people. And so he allows his Holy Spirit to move and manifest aside even from our uh, personal life sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that anyone who operates in the gifts is living in sin or has hidden sin or anything like that. So don't hear that. But I would say that it's, I would say it's healthier as believers to measure 
um, spiritual maturity or like trust spiritual leaders more by the, the fruit that we see in their lives, the fruit of the spirit, as opposed to the gifts of the spirit in their lives. And I think we can just, not that I want us to measure people or like judge them, but I'm saying if we want to um, be wise in, in who we follow and what voices we listen to, uh, I would say it's smarter to base that off of the fruit in someone's life as opposed to the gifts in someone's life. And I hope that wasn't confusing at all, um, but that's just kind of the difference between the two. So again, breaking down now the fruit of the spirit. So they're actually, there are nine fruit of the spirit and what they are is actually the mind of Christ. Again, so it's a mind, it's like a a different process of accessing the fruit of the spirit in our lives. And what they are is they're the opposite of, uh, like a couple verses earlier in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, um, it lists these other, the f- bitter fruits um, of false self is what they would be called. And so those are adultery, fornification, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, um, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. And so that's just a couple of verses earlier, and it lists those as the bitter fruits of false self, whereas the fruit of the Spirit are the direct opposite of those. And so he tells us, don't walk in, in these false self bitter fruits, but walk in these, the fruit of the spirit that come from the Holy Spirit. This is a life of holiness. This is a life of the spirit that I want you to walk in. And like I said before, our fruit bearing ability can be quenched by the sin in our lives. Like we can actually quench the ability to bear these fruit, but on the same, in the same way, we can also with intentionality bear more and more of this fruit in our lives. I know for myself, I I remember um, there was a season of life where I felt that God was highlighting to me to focus in on the fruit of the spirit. And so for like nine months, (laughs) once a month, I would really focus in on a fruit. So I would just go through the list. So the first month, I think it was in even, it was in a January or something, but I would, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus in on love. Like, I just want to love really well. God, I want to love you. I want to love others. I want to love really well. And then the next month it was like joy and the next month, uh, peace, you know, and I would focus in. And what was really cool was each month as I did this, there were opportunities for me to activate that in my life. So, uh, maybe in the month of patience, uh, I actually remember distinctly, I think it was the month of patience that I was focusing on. There were so many opportunities for me to not be patient or to exercise patience in situations or to wait for things and be patient. And what I found was that I had to choose and I, because I had it on my mind and I knew that was my focus for the month, I I had to consciously choose, okay, I choose patience in the midst of these circumstances. I choose patience. Holy Spirit, help me in this situation to display patience that only comes from you, that is from your spirit. I want that fruit in my life. And I just remember, like, I would actually see by the end of that month, my heart or my life was like expressing or displaying these fruit of the spirit more than they ever had before, because there was intentionality of seeking out to um, foster or to 
intentionally bear that fruit in my life. And so I would encourage you to try that if you feel the Holy Spirit leads you to do that. But just in general, these fruit can be fostered and grown and cared for and exemplified in our lives as we grow as believers. And I would say something we also need to keep in mind is that our flesh wars against growing the fruit of the spirit, whereas our spirit um, longs for the fruit to be exemplified. Our spirit longs for um, them, the the fruit uh, to be fruit to be bared, but uh, or bore. But w- our our spirit longs for that. Our, our flesh wars against it, and so what we are doing is we choose to bear fruit of the spirit, is we are fighting against our flesh and activating our new spirit man and coming in alignment with the Holy Spirit in that way. And he partners with us so, so much. Um, But I just encourage you to take note of that. You are waging a war against your flesh as you desire to reap the fruit of the spirit. And we have to intentionally do that in our lives. And as we intentionally seek the Lord, um, and not just even seek these specific nine fruit, but as we seek him and we want to be more like him and we want to be intimate with God, as we live a life where we're getting to know him, spending time in prayer and worship and the Bible and just developing that uh, closeness with God, as we do that, the fruit of the spirit will naturally bud in your life. They'll naturally blossom and bear fruit. Um, so to finish up this episode, I want to just list the nine gifts of the spirit or sorry, the nine fruit of the spirit and there's different types of fruit. And so they're grouped into three categories of three and they have different purposes behind the different categories of the fruit. So the first three fruit, uh, the first three type of like one type would be, um, what these do is they bring you into perfect unity with God. So this would be love, joy, and peace. So that is more between you and God, these three fruit. And then the next category of fruit would be fruit that bring you into harmony with other people or unity with others. Um, Closeness, healthy relationships, like these promote healthy relationships. And these would be patience, kindness and goodness. So we often express these toward others where the first three, they can be expressed towards others as well, but they're more like expressed towards God or they come between you and God. It's like a, a different type of fruit. And then the third one, um, is these fruit will bring you into a strong relationship with yourself. So these ones are more internal. So faithfulness, you develop that internally. Meekness, which is like strength restrained. It's having strength, but being willing to restrain it under the right purposes in a healthy way, obviously. And then self-control. So faithfulness, meekness, self-control. And these bring you into a strong relationship with yourself, like I said before. And so these are more internal. So it's uh, kind of upward, Outward and inward would be the three categories or types of fruit of the spirit. So love, joy, peace, bring you into unity and um, closeness with God. Patience, kindness, goodness, it's expressed towards other people. And then faithfulness, 
meekness and self-control. Um, they bring you into a strong relationship with yourself or they develop internally. Um, so I hope that kind of helps you. It, like if you see how those are broken down, it really helps me to understand like, oh, this is how this fruit of the spirit is activated in my life, or this is how it operates in my life. And that is like a way that I can walk that out or uh, just a better understanding of what they're used for. Um, but yeah, that is just a little bit behind my heart, behind the fruit of the spirit. Um, next week in the next episode, I will get into the gifts of the spirit and that will be a little more in depth. Um, and I'll explain what each of the gifts are and how they operate. Um, and that will hopefully give you a better understanding, but I think it's so important uh, that we start with the fruit of the spirit, because like I said, it's such a different measure, um, of maturity as opposed to just looking to how someone is active in the gifts. And I think that we just, we, it's a disservice to ourselves to only seek the gifts. And I think a lot of times, um, as we're getting excited and we see God move in our lives. Like when I start first started seeing people get healed, I was like, Oh, I just want to see more of the gifts active in my life. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times we can seek God's hand as opposed to seeking his face. We can seek what he's going to do or how he's going to operate, what he's going to manifest as opposed to seeking God just for knowing him and going close into close relationship with him and loving him. And I find the fruit of the spirit actually flourish in that relationship with God and intimacy with him. And so I wanted to really start with the fruit and then we'll go into the gifts next week. But I hope this was helpful. I hope this Give you gives you better understanding. And I'm excited to continue this talk next week. Have a good day. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. This is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.